yeah, <laughs> that's that. <laughs> yeah, that's super. I've never heard the shadow people explain that way. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. (laughs) So you mentioned astral projection kind of towards the end. I think that got bigger. Like I I noticed it popping up more and more after the movie. I think it was Insidious where that was like the whole premise of the film was the kid doing that. But I always wondered after I learned it was like an actual thing you could do and that people did do, how dangerous is it actually? Because you always hear about, I know some people call it like the silver cord or something like that. And I've always thought like, if you're going to other dimensions or something like that, what's to stop like some bad entity, I guess, from just coming along and just like snipping it? Okay, that's it's interesting you bring that up. And I, I, I not, I'm not a fan of Insidious, um, but I did see yeah. some of their films. <laughs> Um, and uh-huh. one thing I did like about it was, yeah, they did explore the astral realm. And um, there is a lot of truth in those films based on, yes, you can get lost in the astral realm. Now, is it true based mm-hmm. on Insidious that there's this place called the nothing or something like that? No, there is uh-huh. nothing, <laughs> nothing like that. It's a redundant <laughs> an oxymoron, uh-huh. but no, there's nothing like that. It's based on the level of realms and based on the level of one's consciousness and the thing is is when a person uh, like a psychic for example like for me when i actually project i'm always with my spirit guides and so they keep you Mm -hmm. protected they keep your cord protected and they have this ability where when you're traveling here's this this is the and i'm saying i'm remembering this is kind of psychic reading but they're reminding me of this one piece is that you don't have to they're actually saying it right now um you don't have to <laughs> technically travel where the cord is really long you know those long mm-hmm. like when we used to have cords on our phones that long twirly cord oh yeah, yeah long like across the, big, the house the massive ones yeah, yeah. <laughs> well it's not it's not like that it can be it absolutely can be mm-hmm. but there's two different kinds of ways of astral projection Either it's a conscious astral projection where it's just through your mind and your mind is traveling, but your astral body is still safe inside your body. And that I do a lot. That's like the most I do. So I guess. So is that kind of like, would like just the mind one be kind of along the lines of like dreaming or something like that? No. Um, Because you can have these experiences when you're fully awake. So okay. it's really hard to describe. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even believe it for a long time mm. either that you that a person could actually project when physically awake. Uh-huh. But as I started developing my psychic abilities and really astral projecting more, I started realizing I was astral projecting when awake. But here's the thing. It's a little complicated. So a person who's physically awake, like right now, yeah. the thing is, is I will have a, a moment where I'll, I'll feel like this jump out of my body i'll feel like a boom mm. like it's weird it'll be a weird feeling um it'll make me a little dizzy but that's because my astral astral body did just jump out of my physical body but it's still attached i'm still attached to the physical with yes that cord um and it does look kind of silver it's actually really pretty um and everyone's cord doesn't look the same it's based on the person's aura based on their their energy based on who they are as people uh, as a being um but when i actually project that way and i'm just and i can just be actually projected in my home and my guides are communicating with me and i'll talk to them so yes my cord will still be there but i'll communicate with them 
But then um, let's say if I'm actually traveling and I'm in different realms when asleep, I can be traveled out of my body, but typically it's not for very far distances. But if it's, let's yeah. to say, a different realm, um, a lot of the times it will be a psychic astral projection. So it's more of a psychic it's hard to describe it's like it is mm -hmm. actual projection you are in a different realm but yeah. it's not a dream at all because um a lot of the times they'll give you information and say okay this is what's going to happen in your day you're going to have this next week uh mm -hmm. and they'll give you signs and things that will validate and then sure enough that will happen and you'll go okay huh. so that was real that wasn't just a dream and that's what will also help a person, uh, and if you have the right guides who are really experienced, um, and that's the, that's the other tricky part is getting the right guides. Cause yeah. there can be guides out there that are underqualified yeah. <laughs> and they're not experienced <laughs> enough, but, um, but that's the beauty of it is it's all a learning experience. I mean, even for me for astral projection, I'm still learning like how to describe it because there, I know there's probably at least three different levels at least three different levels of astral projection yeah. but it all depends on how much that living person that psychic is willing to experience because sometimes the the, the spirit guides will try to pull you out of your body when yeah. you're sleeping and the, because they're trying to communicate with you and you'll feel like this jump and you'll wake up jumping uh, when you're sleeping. But that's because either you just astral projected and you woke up from it or you were trying to or they were trying to help you, but um, it didn't work. There's, there's different levels, but when you do travel long distances, most often it can be one of two ways. Yes, you can have your cord, but your guides will protect that. Because they can actually psychically see and they can have other beings watching. But it's really weird. It's almost as if the cord is never that long. I don't know how it works. I, I, that's one thing I will say. I don't have all answers for that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> there are other things about it that make it so fascinating because there's no such thing as time because time is not linear. Yeah. And when we think about as far as distance in different realms, there's no such thing as one being far one being closer. In fact, all realms are amongst us, among us right now, like we're in between every single realm possible, mm -hmm. but we're not there. So even though we visualize them being far away, they're technically not, they're still right there. You just have to change your, your sense of consciousness of awareness of visualizing it. There's a lot, it's a lot of visualizations as far as not fantasy, but acceptance of releasing those metaphysical like those limitations that you think are impossible mm -hmm. when you accept those things as every anything's possible kind of like that movie with robin williams what dreams may come uh something like that if you haven't seen it it's a fantastic film it's a great illustration on the other side it's all based on the mind and how when you die you can create any universe and it almost seems as if every realm you go to is not that far. I mean, it's, it's not a perfect example, but it, it is based on the, the law of limitation that basically is nothing is limited. Everything's unlimited. I don't know if I explained that very well. I'm sorry if I did it. Oh, I think it's a very, very complex thing to explain. <laughs> it is. And, uh, Even for me, I, I struggle with it. But... 
Oh man. <laughs> yeah, my mind is like exploding right now. Um, how, <laughs> how would you kind of No, you're good. You're good. How would you describe like the feeling of astral projecting compared to um say lucid dreaming? Cuz I think a lot of people could relate those two together. Um cuz I feel like a lot of people at some point in their lives just have a full-on lucid dream. I don't think that's too too far to go. So how would you relate that to the feeling of astral projection? Okay, that's a really good question too. You have great questions. Um, <laughs> okay, so, so the thing is, is it depends on the person. That That's like okay. the first answer there. It depends on the person. How acute are their psychic abilities? Because that really does come into play on how vivid, how lucid the astral projection is. Because um, once that person's psychic psychic senses are, once they have ascended in a certain level and have mastered themselves psychically more Mm -hmm. uh and harness their uh, whether they're god particle or just their higher sense of self their experiences both dreams and astral projection can seem very closely related because they both feel Mm -hmm. very real but the way to tell between dreams and like lucid dreaming versus astral projection is first off who is in the dream what's happening So assume everything you have is a dream, but then take a moment to analyze the situation. Lucid dreaming people say the difference between lucid dreaming and regular dreaming is lucid dreaming, you can control your situations. Mm -hmm. I always like to tell people, well, at the same time, how do you know that's not astral projection? Because that's the same exact thing. Because in astral projection, it will be where you can control situations, you can bend things you can move things you can do you can do anything you can fly you can shape shift you can levitate you can levitate objects Mm -hmm. now a lot of people confuse that with lucid dreaming but that's not that's actually astral projection especially if you feel your mind is working and you even wake up kind of exhausted that's astral Mm -hmm. projection astral projection can be very exhausting because you're basically your mind is still active your your brain is and that's the thing i want to highlight that part Mm-hmm. is the difference between astral projection and dreaming is your brain is making the dream happen. Astral projection is from the mind, and the mind is completely separate from the brain. So they're mm-hmm. not the same element of function at all. And even science has proven this. Universities have proven this, and they're still studying what the mind is because even though a person, we all have the same brain, how is it we all have different personalities? Well, some people would say, well, that's also based off the fact that everyone's raised differently. We have every single different little piece of experience that makes our personality. Well, that's not necessarily true because people can experience the same exact thing and still respond differently to it, which is what makes the personality so unique. But that's where the mind comes in and that's the soul DNA. And so when it comes to the astral projection versus like lucid dreaming, The biggest thing I always like to tell people is not just those factors, but also the factor of what kind of areas are you at? In dreams, does it make sense? A lot of the times dreams don't make any sense. But and and that's usually the way to tell. Like I okay, this is silly, but I had one time had a weird dream where I was riding a giant rubber duck and I was like, What the fuck? This is so bizarre. I was like, What is happening right now? And I couldn't control it and I could hear the duck sound and I was like, What the heck? But at the same time, like I was like, I know this is a dream. I'm like, I wanna wake up, this is ridiculous. I know this isn't real. But then like in astral projection, 
I will be with my spirit guides. I will be with familiar faces and I will always see repetitive, repeatedly the same beings. And that's how you can tell mm-hmm. it's astral projection. But a lot of the times your guides, um, when they're more advanced, they will know how much astral projection is really necessary for you because they want to give you a break because too much astral projection can uh, like full blown astral projection can really make you exhausted. So they don't want to do that to you because they know that your, your mind needs to rest with your body at the same time when you're sleeping. And it sucks because I'm addicted to it, Right. <laughs> but, but that's, yeah, that's how I identify the difference. Are you riding a rubber duck or not? <laughs> Otherwise, it's it's probably astral projection. So it just depends. I had a lucid dream once where I was, I realized I was dreaming and I was being chased by a massive spider. So then I flew away. But oh wait, wait! <laughs> you want to hear a scary factor? Yeah. Okay, that actually could have been an astral projection experience because there are oh, God. big giant spider spirits and they're massive and they are huge and i've seen them i've i've had to get them out of my clients homes before and even a family member's home and they they do they're they're big parasites they're massive so it was probably real so if you're having that in your home you might want to get your home cleansed (laughs) that was like that was a while ago it was just once. It was weird though. That, that's like the only time I was like obsessed with lucid dreaming at the time, just because of uh, like I was big into the movie Inception, of course. But <laughs> so yeah, I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but I just suddenly realized once that I could like control stuff or whatever. So then I started flying, and yeah, I just remember this massive black spider thing just trying to chase me but oh. wow what do the what do the spider things do <laughs> like what? what's their point <laughs> oh my gosh uh they're okay so the way i found out like i know this isn't really your question but i really want to put in yeah. this detail like is that the way i discovered that there were spider spirits is basically by accident when i was visiting a family member in Mm -hmm. Tennessee. And when I was visiting them, I felt like something wasn't right. And I kept feeling like in the living room, it felt very uncomfortable. I kept feeling as if something was over my head, like really big. And I couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't psychically see it, but I knew something wasn't right. And um, I would also feel as if something was latching on my back, like on my neck, and as if something was dangling at the top of my head in my hair, as if it's a spider dangling and messing with my hair. But it turns out, I found out from my guides um, that they are a legit, oh my God, I was horrified. I was like, oh my God, get them out. I was so freaked out. I was really, really, I do not not like spiders. And I really hope you don't bring them to my home. (laughs) But um, so like, Spider spirits, they can do all kinds of things. And um, the way that they can haunt people is they are uh, typically what I learned is they mostly are in the woods. In in, uh, I knew it. I knew it. um, I've always said forests are the absolute scariest places on the earth. I knew it. (laughs) <laughs> and that is so funny because, like, Jeez. I was like, oh, maybe he's psychic. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, like, 
Oh, the, they do like to, yeah, they do come from the forest typically. And then mm-hmm. at the same time, they like to also be in like dark places or places that have a lot of negative residual energy in a location. And uh, even a house that seems positive can have these mm-hmm. entities. And they are never just one. They're always in like a, a pack, you know, like yeah. 30, 40, 50, sometimes over 100, 200 and there was so many that we actually, I actually had to actual project and exercise, like not like you use a cross and you, by the power of Jesus. No, you actually had to kick those suckers out and you had to um, actually use psychic weapons is something I've learned in my, in my work. It's huh. a whole other level of wow. But um, wow. It sounds it sounds crazier the more I talk about it, but it's true. Mm. But um, but that's how a lot of like shamans and other um, spiritual catalysts uh, exercise, like basically get rid of negative spirits. But spider yeah. spirits can do a lot of damage to a home, to a family. They mm. can uh, basically invest into your home to the point where they'll latch onto you and suck your energy so bad to the point where you can't walk anymore. You become paralyzed. You can become brain dead. You can have extreme amounts of really bad health, but they don't want to kill you off. They don't want to just mm-hmm. make you die. They want to they want to keep using you as a food source. So they will mm-hmm. slowly keep sucking the energy from you while they're still uh, living in your home. And they also, like, if you have, like, good example, there's signs to know if you have spider spirits. One sign is... It, ooh, my stomach's growling. I'm so I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> if you have a lot of spiders popping up in your home, and like if you have a, a big spider infestation, that usually means that you have spider spirits because spider spirits can actually make spiders more drawn to the location. And they can even just physically manifest. Like one, like one time, I was dealing with this case for a client who actually happened to have spider spirits, and I didn't know it at the time, but I kept seeing spiders and I everywhere, and I kept feeling as if there was something dangling over my head and messing mm-hmm. with my hair, and it would feel like little tiny but big, like almost like fingers, and it was just it still creeps me out thinking about it. But they'll actually hover over you when you sleep and even climb on top of you when you're sleeping and continue to suck your energy. They'll be all over your body like parasites. But there was a time where I kept seeing spiders everywhere in my home to the point where there was big ones, small ones, ones I've never seen before. There was one in particular, and it was like this bright yellow spider. And it's one minute I'm walking across my hallway, and I'm doing laundry. Next Mm -hmm. minute I'm walking out kind of quick, but then I felt this sudden stop. And so I stopped. Sure enough, there's a big-ass spider dangling from my roof, from my light, (laughs) and he's dangling saying basically, hello, I'm here. And I'm like, oh, my God, and I freaked out. (laughs) And then he started dangling down, and I'm like, and I happen to be on the phone with my mom and my sister at the same time. They're laughing as they're hearing me turn on the vacuum to try to kill it. (laughs) And then he somehow ran away, but then I managed to kill it. But he was dangling down slowly but quickly, and then he started running away. But I've never seen a spider like that before. Never in my life up here in AK. We've never. I've never seen anything like that because we don't have typically poisonous spiders up here. We do now because a lot of people who travel from all over the world have brought them from their luggage, from traveling, uh-huh. things like that. Uh-huh. 
So we never had Black Widow. We never had, uh, you know, Brown Recluse. But now we do have brown recluse sometimes, so we have to be really careful. Um, but they can't live and survive in the winter, though. They'll die. Yeah, they, right. they can't. Even our summers can be even sometimes too cold for them. But, mm-hmm. like, yeah, spider spirits definitely are my least favorites. I don't like dealing with them. They're really freaky. Yeah. But um, the best way to get rid of them is to ask your spirit guides and ask even angels would get rid of spiders, spirits, and other entities. There are all kinds of entities um, that are not just insects. There's even um, even like creepy cat spirits. I've actually seen one. It was pretty startling. Jeez. Are there any dog spirits? There are. Um, are they there nice? Are people that, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but they can't. But, okay, uh. but that depends on the dog spirit. There are kinds like... Um, in one of Ed and the Rain Warren's cases, they, they talked about how there was like a werewolf type of entity. Mm-hmm. I have actually haven't dived into that story. I actually was meaning to get that book, but, um, I have encountered, uh, like a werewolf type of entity once before. And it was actually, mm-hmm. uh, really, really creepy because they can kind of shape shift and morph and they're extremely powerful entities. You don't want to mess with them because they're a lot like human, but they're animal because the truth is a lot of people don't realize is that when we die, there are a lot of people and this sounds weird, but like there's a lot of people who feel like they're not meant to be human. They're they're meant to be an animal. And when that happens, you can shape shift and transform and change your embodiment of who you are into what you feel more in alignment with but it's all about your ment your mental state do you want to be in a positive vibration or a negative vibration i'm not saying werewolves or or even dog spirits are all evil but um i mean like our pets for example like they're not going to just suddenly become evil entities. That's not typically how it goes. But there are negative spirits that can be human that turned into, that like shapeshift and turn into an animal and are very aggressive people, beings. Mm. Um, and even demons will transform into animals, like dog demons. Uh, yeah, and it's very scary. Yeah. They can be very aggressive. So yeah, it's 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 definitely one of those things that, there's no limitations, and that's the that's the scary part about it. Here's a question everybody wants to know: When their uh, pets die, do they go with them in the afterlife? Do oh, are people reunited with their pets? Yeah, Is that yeah. what you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, okay, so <laughs> I've awesome. lost some pets recently. Back these past few years, we lost our dog Benji and Misha, uh, and we absolutely love them they were Mm -hmm. uh they were such amazing animals but um i've actually had encounters where they're back here at the house they're visiting i've had dreams Mm -hmm. actual experiences where they reunited with me Um, i've even had family members where like my mother actually saw misha our dog misha um Mm -hmm. in this beautiful grass garden field park and she just saw her and even my twin sister had the same dream and our loved ones, our, even our pets, miss us terribly, just like we miss them. But when they pass away, they're usually assigned um, other family members, other people that are a part mm-hmm. of our family. Or they basically are they're base, they are taken to a heaven realm instantly. Uh, yeah. It's not common. It's not typical for an animal spirit 
to be earthbound. That almost never happens. It would be very, very rare uh, because even of all the cases I've had, I've never encountered an animal spirit where it was uh, like left behind or stuck or anything like that. Yeah. The only time that would happen is if a demon was present during their death and oh. is keeping them hostage. Uh, oh. But that even then, um, there are actually, and I'm hearing this right now from my guides, there are spirits, uh, specific angel entities that keep keep a very close eye on our pets. So that way when they die, they assist them in their transition because animals even have animal spirit guides because they are That's learning awesome. their lessons on how to be a good animal, how to be yeah. a good pet, um, how to treat their owner, how to love their owner and how to not judge themselves or even their owner. Because even our pets mm -hmm. can feel guilty about something as like going through the trash. They'll feel yeah. terrible. And it yeah. all makes me so sad when I think about it because they, they really do have the mind of human beings as mm. much as as much as we do, and a lot of people think that pets only have the 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 mental capacity of a child. On Earth, that's true, but then when they go to the other side, they are excelling extremely fast to the point where they have the mind of an adult, and they can huh. be some of the most wisest of beings. I mean, I've even encountered a whale spirit, and I was actually mm. in this dream. And I found myself underwater in the ocean, and it became so beautiful, so blue, so bright. And all of a sudden, this beautiful big whale, it wasn't a killer whale, it was like a, I, I'm not sure which kind of whale it was, but it was massive and it was gorgeous. And it started singing, and then I could hear it communicating through its song. And I could hear and feel it it's speaking to me through telepathy. And it it was just the most beautiful experience. So all animals, all sense of life, even insects have a consciousness and they do go to the other side. So yeah, even in hmm. fact, the unfortunate reality is spider spirits. And I, I just heard this <laughs> spider spirits get pissed off that we keep killing them. And that's the yeah. reason I can't believe I just heard that they keep, <laughs> they get mad that we stomped on them. So they come to us like revenge. Right, right. <laughs> I, oh my God. I just realized that that's so funny. But, um, and that makes sense in a way because we mm -hmm. we're like racist. <laughs> against right. Against spiders. the spiders. <laughs> oh, that's so oh, funny. Man. You keep mentioning, um, your spirit guides and, uh, the question I had written down that I still would like to ask is, did they find you or what was kind of your process to come in contact with them? It's a little bit of both. When I had my, again, I can't speak for other people, but this is basically mm -hmm. how it works is from what I learned, um, every single person on this planet is given an assignment of their life. We have a contract. Mm -hmm. It's like a metaphysical agreement. And we, but not everyone um, has divine responsibilities that are meant to excel human consciousness. Not everyone has that. There are a lot of people that are just meant to be here to live ordinary lives and to excel. And then when they're ready, then they can do those divine responsibilities when they reincarnate. So there's many different types of spirit guides. Uh, they're all different. Um, 
even people that are not living psychically, like professionally in any way, Mm -hmm. they will still have spirit guides and they may not even be aware of it. So a lot of us do. Um, A lot of our spirit guides can be distant family members. They can be strangers. They can be uh, friends. Um, And a lot of the spirit guides can end up being even you know, celebrities, uh, for a moment and we won't even know it. And those that do know it are usually (laughs) thrown into a psych ward and they're told they're crazy. Um, (laughs) but like for me, when I, uh, had my NDE, uh, I was already assigned spirit guides basically right after my near death experience. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know that that would happened, but I remembered it after a while. And I realized that, a lot of what my life experiences were, were to help me move through that destiny of what it meant for where I'm going now. Yeah. And even now, like, um, I'm still shocked that, you know, my life has brought me to this point. But that's the thing is your spirit guides are not meant to tell you what to do. They're not even meant to um, even like show you the way. They're not meant to do that. Their job is to assist you in what you want to do. And they'll tell you this is your choice. This is your free choice. But we're not going to tell you can't or that you shouldn't. This is your choice. So it's always a test of what our test of free will is. They can't tell us we can't do something. If they do, they're only doing that maybe once in a blue moon because like mm-hmm. maybe you want to go do something, but you're going to die. And they, right, they're like, yeah. don't do that. You're going to die. Yeah. It's an accident. <laughs> don't do that. Car accident or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not your time yet. But even if you didn't listen and you still went, Um, they'll usually like, let's say then you end up in a car accident and you were supposed to die, but it wasn't your time yet. Um, they'll make sure that you're protected. And that's why people will say, Oh my God, it was like a miracle. It felt like an angel saved me because I should have been dead. And this happens a lot because, um, even though we have our assignments on earth, there's never a guarantee that we will live as long as we planned or agreed to. Yeah. But um, a lot of people think different. A lot of people think every single thing in our life is planned. Every single thing in our life is meant to be. I highly disagree with this. I think it's 50 50. Mm-hmm. A lot of the things are meant to be, but then there's a lot of things that happen because other situations happened unexpectedly. And it's all about every single decision we make. I mean, literally up to a cup of coffee, we'll decide what will happen the rest of the day. And it's also our innate ability to trust in our intuition, to listen to our guides. And I do talk about my guides a lot because uh, they're basically my my stalkers. They're there all the time. They're even here right now. Um, and actually there'll be times where I'm by myself and I'll even hear my bed move creaking and everything. And there's mm-hmm. nobody there because they're always chilling on my bed or they're moving my, my, <laughs> my furniture. Yeah. Um, but and huh. it depends though. But um, the higher the vibration a person, like the more a person excels in their life, especially if they Mm -hmm. decide, okay, I want to be a psychic. I want to take this professionally as an example. That's what I decided one day. And I went, okay, I want to do this professionally, but I need help. The best way to get guides for that kind of thing is you just simply ask in prayer. And you don't have to do it religiously or any way. You could just say it out loud and say, look, I want to be... I want to take this professionally. I want to help people. I want to guide people. I want to do it the right way, but I need help. Can you guys help me? If you do, I would appreciate it. Please send me a sign. It's that simple. 
Yeah. And or some people like to make it more of a ceremonial process. So really, there's no right or wrong way in how you connect with your guides, how you communicate with them. And the truth is, too, yeah, you can get new guides that are not typically a part of your assignment. But if you are wanting to learn something new and you want to learn something new about yourself or maybe about us or you're attracted to a certain spirit, mm-hmm. they will not say no to that. Like they'll. I'm not saying that they're brainwashed. They'll just say yes to everything. But yeah. basically, it's more of as long as your heart chakra, your heart is in alignment and you feel naturally drawn to a specific spirit or mm-hmm. to a specific topic, they'll say, okay, I think this is actually a really good idea. We should follow that. So then they'll assign that for you and make it a natural process and a very harmonious one. Because the biggest thing about spirit guides, the right type of guides, want to make sure that it's a, a healthy, happy um, experience learning for you. Um, it's not always happy. It's not always perfect. There's going to be a lot of uh, people call it shadow work where you're experiencing pain and trauma, but you're healing. And that's also another part of spirit guides. It's really important because the psychic needs to heal if they want to heal other people. You can't be a broken person if you if, and try to fix a broken world if you if you yourself are not healed. Yes. So that's also a part of, uh, and that was something I learned over the time. I was like, wow, there really is a lot more to this. And a lot of people, and again, I, I, eventually I'll write a book about it. Yeah. But it's... Um, <laughs> But it's definitely a lot. It's a lot of work. Um, a lot of psychics will even say the same thing because it is a very common thing. People will say, you know, one of the things that was a little annoying sometimes is they'll say, oh, your spirits, your spirit guides always know the right thing. Yeah. That's not true. <laughs> no. <laughs> there are spirit guides that will try to play spirit guide, but then they screw it up. and they mm-hmm. Or they'll try to play Cupid and they've messed up a few times. Or they'll try to do this. They'll try to do that. And they'll put you even in dangerous situations in different realms. So you have to be really, really careful on who you uh, allow to be your guide. And I always tell people the biggest thing is ask angels to pick a guide for you. Don't don't just go to any dead person. You know, just because your uncle uh, who passed away and you guys were cool doesn't mean he's a good fit for a spirit guide, uh, especially based on the life, like the future you're living. And I know this is kind of long, but the last piece is, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but ever since my channel has kind of blew up more mm-hmm. recently because this uh, very famous YouTuber, Shane Dawson, he actually yeah. featured me in his channel. He has over 20 million followers on YouTube and he actually featured me in his new paranormal series in his three-part series. And ever since then, I've had, I've been flooded with more and more people coming to my channel and it's been exciting Mm. exhilarating but also overwhelming and scary and i'm like oh my god i don't know how to take all this responsibility and um (laughs) and and then you start getting all these feelings all these things but then it's like at the same time you know i have recently the past year before this was communicating a lot with the spirit of Elvis Presley and a few other Mm -hmm. spirits that are famous. One in particular, it was Marilyn Monroe. Uh, She was, she was absolutely a sweetheart. I didn't see her for very long, but she was very, very nice. But like there was even other singers, other people, but I referenced Elvis because he was very present in a lot of things this past year, but he was Mm -hmm. helping me with 
preparing for what I didn't realize what was going to happen. And I don't think he realized it either. And that's the one thing about spirit guides is there are there's certain level guides and each level guide will know more than the other. And they have a rule that they can't tell you everything in your future because if they do, they'll screw it up. And they don't, right, and especially yeah. if they see you going the right way, they don't want to influence your free will. So they want to make sure that don't tell her this. Don't tell her that. You'll mess it up. She's going right. Just let her keep going. Yeah. Have faith. She'll do, she'll do it right. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens with people that are celebrities, people that are um, you know singers, dancers, actors. They're like, don't, don't, don't mess it up because let them just keep, just have faith that they're going to do it right. And then those celebrities are actually being guided by other dead actors, other yeah. dead singers, other people giving them the guidance. And a lot of the times they don't even realize it's exactly what's happening. And I started realizing that when I started picking up and seeing that connection, when I, you know, after seeing Elvis for so many months that I realized, oh my God, it, I mean, I don't think I would have been able to mentally prepare for all this extra notoriety by Shane's channel, um, I don't think I would have handled it very well. I think I probably would have freaked out. (laughs) But being around around other dead people that were very famous and still are, Mm. it really does help you to to see, you know, they're just normal everyday people. And that was something that I learned. I mean, a lot of people don't realize it, but you learn a lot of things with your guides that – it actually uh, forces the level of maturity even faster. It, it's it's actually quite amazing, but I yeah, that's there's yeah. a lot to it. There's a lot well, to it. Interesting. So I have many more questions, but I think we're gonna stop it there for now, um, and then I can have you back. But my last question for you would be: What do you have to say to people who think that you aren't a real psychic? Oh, okay. First off, I would love to be back. That would be great. Awesome. I appreciate that <laughs> offer. Absolutely. Um, I think you're a great host and you're very funny. I like your show. Um, <laughs> but I will say, I, I love your voice. Like there's people who have a really oh, yeah. good voice for radio. You definitely have the voice for radio. Thank you. Um, like instantly, right when I heard, I was like, hmm, who's this guy? Cool mm. voice. Awesome. <laughs> okay. So, but um and to answer your question, I always like to say, just look at the evidence of the facts. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. how I tell people. And I will say this. I'm not sure. Tr- oh, my God. I don't want to. Don't be. Don't be a jerk, Melinda. But the first thing that I want to <laughs> say is like, well, if I wasn't legit, I don't think Shane would have acknowledged me recently. I think he would have said this crazy bitch. Um, but, yeah. um, <laughs> but when it comes to like my abilities, though, in all seriousness, Um, whenever a person accuses me of being fake, I always tell them just spend a week with me and you'd be surprised. Um, because I, Mm -hmm. I always surprise people all the time. In fact, I always have to tell people like, even if, if I were, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship now, but like whenever I was in relationships, I'd always have to tell the guy, like, just FYI, you're going to be freaked out. And they'd be like, what do you mean? And I, and they're, they were always doubters, but I'd say, no, Mm -hmm. I mean, I pick up things and I predict things. I see things and I can't help it. It's just the way that I am. They'd be like, okay, whatever. But like, they were respectful. They weren't mean or anything. But then I always, then they would say, and I always tell them too, by the way, I attract spirits. So just FYI, just be careful. (laughs) Things might happen. And sure enough, they'll start having weird things happening. It spooks the crap out of them to the point where I'm like, (laughs) 
crap. <laughs> like, right, scared right. the guy off. Yeah. <laughs> there was one time that I, I mean, one last instance is there was one mm. time where I was hanging out with these guys at a bar and we hung out over at their house and I knew them uh, from another time. So that's why it wasn't weird or anything. We were just yeah. chilling. Yeah. I think there was five, yeah, five of them. And we're at this table in their house. We're all just hanging out and they put me on the spot and mm-hmm. they asked me, can you read all of us? Come on, tell me what you can pick up. And I was really <laughs> irritated about this. I was like, I yeah. don't want to do it. They were like, just do it. And I was kind of lit. I had a little bit of drink, but I was still <laughs> like, I think maybe I was overconfident. But I read uh-huh. every single one of them. Huh. And every single one of them went quiet. <laughs> and they looked at me like they were laughing when I called all of them out. It was yeah. like, I mean, you really... You really couldn't script what I did. It was unbelievable to the point where they went, wow. And then it came to the point where it's hmm. like, you want to be validated. You want people to see you can do this. But yeah. then when you finally show them, they're scared shitless. They don't want to They don't want to see right. it. Right. They're like, oh, my God, I don't know how to handle that. That's scary. Because then they, they start realizing I can't hide my fake facade. And that's like the biggest thing because also – um, being psychic also means a lot of the times you've developed and ex- embraced your empathic abilities. So that usually means basically you're almost like a mirror reflection of them. And so yeah. you can actually pick up, you can see them and they can start seeing the truth of themselves inside of you because you let them know it. You, you express that. And then they feel like, man, I can't keep this fake ego anymore. I can't lie about who I am. And it makes people very uncomfortable. And then it's like, they have to live authentically around a psychic, especially one as advanced. And, you know, there's a lot of other people that are very skilled, very advanced. Um, But that doesn't mean that everyone will feel validated and that's it's all about also accepting that you don't want to live your life in ego as a medium you don't want to just try to prove everything and I used to Mm -hmm. be that way I used to be that person where I was trying to prove to people I was real but then I decided one day I was like screw it I don't care if you don't think I'm real that's fine that leaves me one less jerk to have to deal with I'm gonna go (laughs) live my life and be happy and then Uh it was interesting because when you stop trying to prove it to people the all of a sudden the universe made it happen and that was actually where it came down to you know shane dawson and and that was the reason why that happened was because um he featured a video i made for him on youtube and it was about his paranormal experiences and i was Hmm. seeing things a certain entity and it i mean if you haven't seen it you really have to his show is great it's a really funny paranormal paranormal show it's it's quite entertaining but in in the aspect though you learn quite a bit about how spirits can haunt people and and whatnot and how psychic abilities really do work even through the video i will admit it was it was i felt like amy allen for the first time in my life from dead (laughs) files felt so great i was like oh my god i just feel like amy today and it felt so good and um that was like the best feeling in the world. I was like, yeah, you, <laughs> you people who thought I was crazy. That's what you get. That's what you get. But in that, it couldn't get any better than that. And it's like the best feeling ever. Yeah. But um, as far as like my advice to people, my, my only last advice would be um, believe in yourself first. It, when you believe in yourself and you know the truth, 
you don't have to try to prove things anymore because then your confidence is built and there's a foundation of growth there and opportunity. And when you have enough confidence, people will slowly start gravitating towards that same level of confidence and like attracts like, and you'll start meeting people who believe. And that's like the the best feeling. And then if you even do face a skeptic, you'll already have that faith in yourself. You already have the belief and and the confidence that you won't need to prove it to them. It'll just happen naturally. And it almost always does. And that's, that's probably the best part about it. Well, that was a fantastic podcast. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope you got some great information. We'll be sure to schedule Melinda for another episode next year. But if you want to hear more from her, you can follow her on Instagram at Last Frontier Medium or on YouTube by the same name. And she has a bunch of useful information for a lot of the stuff we've been talking about today and some scary stuff. So definitely go check that out. Also, be sure to follow our podcast on Instagram at Paranormal Paralysis. If you want to download this or any other episode as well as buy some merch, you can do that on the website, paranormalparalysis.com. And finally, don't forget to watch our first full-length video podcast of episode 12 on YouTube if you haven't at this time. And even though Halloween is over... Oh, was that me? Oh, (laughs) (laughs) no, sorry. What? Wait, do I say it with you? Yeah. Okay, I'm like getting red. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. Okay, sorry. That's fine. I don't know. Wow, one, two, three. Stay spooky, baby. (laughs) Awesome. All right, thank you, Melinda. You're welcome. It was fun.